When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench Summer Edition. All the big news and views from sport. Is this our almost Christmas edition of Off The Bench? Ho, ho, ho. God, I've got to pick up the family at the airport tonight. Yeah, I've got to pick up my son from the airport also coming up for Christmas. How long is he for? Will he be wearing his Penrith tracksuit on the plane? Yeah, he probably will have a polo shirt. He'll have something Penrith on because... He just loves the riff. He loves it. Yeah, and, and fair enough. I mean, will he will he walk around topless uh, this Christmas like the rig does? Because they're good mates, aren't they? Him and Nathan? Yeah. 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 Has he been working out with the rig? I don't think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't know whether he's met Mary Fowler yet or not. Can't confirm or deny. They probably went to a romantic restaurant together and he was just the third wheel sitting at yeah. the table. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. He reminds me of the guy who's the assistant coach of Ted Lasso. You know, the one who went and coached the other team. Oh, Nathan, Nathan, Wonderboy. <laughs> that's what. That's what Jack. We should start calling him Wonderboy. Wonderboy. Yeah, there we go. Done. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, where we discuss the big league stories of the week and look back at some of the highlights from Sports Day. Hey, this week we had a great laugh with Son of a Gun, Maverick Guy. What a kid! He's a great kid. Uh, I've known Mav ever since he was a baby when I, I was fortunately in a, fortunate enough to play with Mark, his father, and, and he's just a, a tremendous young kid, a tremendous young player as well, coming off that great production line at the Penrith Panthers. Um, but we, we didn't really talk to him a lot about rugby league, did we? No. We spoke about growing up with the father he did. Crying uh, at animation movies. Yeah, some of his most annoying teammates. And it seems to be the same teammate each and every year, which is Liam yeah. Martin. Your sunglasses it? in his top drawer. Yeah, his dad stole my sunglasses <laughs> in 1999. So I actually texted his father um, after we spoke to him earlier on. I said, he said that he pays for the groceries each week. He's, and he sent the Pinocchio face oh, emoji. Really? Yeah, liar. Just, okay. He just lied to us. Our favourite boxer, Jai Opataya, uh, Sunday morning which is Christmas Eve, around about 3, 4 a.m., we'll be uh, fighting against Ellis Zorro in Saudi Arabia. We chatted to him during the week. He's one of your favourites, isn't he? Mate, you I get chills him. when I talk yeah. to him. He terrifies the crap out of me. He's got, well. Yeah, he has got serial killer eyes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, very interesting And I'm saying chat. that while he's out of the country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that someone will record this. And yep. In fact, we do. That's right. We're fine. Okay. Who, you and I or me and him? Or you and him? Yeah, Joe and I. Yeah, I'll send it to him. Yeah. Um, we'll have a chat to him. We also caught up with another one of our favourites, Andrew Mack and McCulloch. We'll discuss uh, mine and his victory at golf, mm. uh, where we just pantsed you and your nephew. And then when you were losing... Is this s- when you were calling my nephew um, Jermaine for the first three three holes, and his name's Blake? It doesn't sound anything like Jermaine. All right, mate. People make mistakes. Uh, we'll chat, chat to Macker about Broncos preseason, Dragons preseason, and some other stuff. Well, he's time, but well, Jim, he's looking fit. But before we go any further, it's time for the dig segment. Thanks to Sherlock Wheelbarrows. View the range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. What are you having a dig at? No, I'm digging. Seconds. Can I dig something? 30 seconds. Christmas Eve? 
Yep. You just mentioned it mm-hmm. um, briefly. Mm-hmm. At about 3 o'clock, uh, You're wherever it. you're listening, New South Wales time, Queensland, 2 o'clock, I am digging the boxing card on Christmas Eve Oh, in morning. the morning. I cannot yes. wait for that. Cannot wait for it. Joy Opatire, of course, fighting in it. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, you know what I'm digging? What Christmas. Digging? Oh, just Christmas. I yeah. love Christmas. Do your daughters love Christmas? Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah, they get sport rotten. Mm. What well, kids don't enjoy Christmas, but I just love it. I just love cooking and I love drinking and <laughs> mixing with friends and family. No. Yeah. No, yeah, all right. I just love it. I just It's the best time of the year. Mm. And I hate Christmas songs. I don't know why I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the same. Don't like them. From the job site to your backyard, lighten the load with Sherlock. Available Bunnings Warehouse. Now, let's kick off the show with Mav Guy. O'Sullivan again. They found their oh. way through. And look how it is. Gaia scores for Penrith. We have a new MG. Well, that is amazing. Yeah, what about that? A guy scoring for Penrith. Heard that a few times. You don't want another MG. No, you don't. You don't. Well, unless it's a new, improved model. A polished model. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, perhaps. (laughs) Maverick Guy joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Mav. Hey, Jase. Hey, Scotty. How are we, boys? Yeah, really good. Mate, we're we're going real good. Now, before we we get into your gruelling... Uh, off-season and your pre-season training. Sats has been tell- telling me some horrible nightmares about pre-season in Penrith. Now, mate, yeah. did, I, did I read your Instagram right? Were you in Amsterdam with some bros? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to um, I went to Europe in the off-season with some of my mates from primary school to get away and just enjoy, enjoy it for a bit, but uh, definitely paid dividends on that when I came Hang back. On to a sec. Hang on, Hang did on you? Sec. Was that a slip of the tongue? Did you say a group? A gr- <laughs> was it a group of riff boys going to the Amsterdam? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, primary school boys. Primary school boys. What could go wrong? Yeah, straight out of Wayland, oh, straight mate. into Amsterdam. <laughs> Good times. Good the times. Boys take on Amsterdam, mate. Yeah. <laughs> now, seeing it was your mates from primary school, Mav. Tell me about your, your Penrith teammates. If, if, you, if there was one teammate that you wouldn't want to travel with, for whatever reason, just being a pest or just... Wouldn't? Wouldn't. You well, just you know wouldn't, who it's you just wouldn't want yeah. to go. Yeah, who would it be? You know. Yeah, I think, I think the generic answer is Lee Martin, yeah. just because <laughs> of how much of a pest he is. But I'll give you someone else. Um, yeah, maybe like a Mitch Kenny or something, just because he's loved up with his new missus. So oh, probably really? be in bed by, he'd probably be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. So... <laughs> What about yeah, the rig? I'll give you that. What about the rig? Cleary with his new missus as well. Geez, he's massive for a halfback, isn't he? Oh, how good is he? He's got the best rig in Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he, he, he can put a shirt on. You know that. He just stop walking around without well, a shirt yeah, I, I try on. To tell him, I try to tell him that every day, but he doesn't listen. Hey, now Liam Martin, what is it? Is he is he still infecting the club with boils and ringworm? <laughs> Yep, every single day. He's he's not back yet, but I'm sure as soon as he comes back from his international duties, he'll the ringworm will come with him. International now, ringworm. Yeah, international ringworm. Now uh, re-signed <laughs> for another two years, Mav, which is great news for you being a Penrith kid, and um, and also yep. during the year you're upgraded to the top thirty. Now, how does that all happen? Do do you get told by the coach, the general manager, or yep. do they just announce it to the playing group for everyone to celebrate? Yeah. So um, last year because. There's usually two spots at the end uh, during the year yeah. um, for the top 30, for two people to get upgraded to top 30. So me and um, Valu, another player in my squad, were upgraded last year. And um, yeah, just having chats with Ivan and Matty Cameron over the years and just over the year and just said, yeah, we're happy with how you're tracking, mate, and we'd love to upgrade you. So they told me one-on-one at first, which is 
very good news. And then, yeah, they announced it to the team, which is even better because yeah, the boys get around it always. And, yeah, it was mad. Now, you're living the dream now as a full-time rugby league player, but is it even more so living the dream? Because I would, I would imagine being around your very close-knit family and, and how extensive that is with so many rugby league players involved that you would it would just been all about being a Panthers player as a kid, wouldn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, well, yeah, Uncle Greg, Dad, uh, Ben, like all the all the family members sort of definitely played for Penrith, and I've lived in my whole life, so that's sort of all I've known really, like footy and Penrith. <laughs> um, got to start going to the east more and going to the beaches, but no, nah, yeah, definitely. It's, that's how I was brought up, um, which yeah, I love it, and it just makes it more special when you know Penrith's sort of like a family to me. Like I know it's cliche and people say that about the clubs they're at but when it's literally your backyard and you live two minutes away from where you train and mm. that's all you've ever known it's, it's something special now something that I always used to get asked by journos when they talk about my dad and the you know the history yeah. he had in the game is does your dad offer advice about your career what's mg like is mg uh does he offer advice or does he, does he just let you go um a bit of both to be honest like um he sort of gives me advice in terms of like, just not really about footy. Like, he just sort of lets me do my thing in terms of, like, he knows that uh, when he played, it's so much different to now. Like, eight interchange and, mm. you know, you got your lock playing like a half and you got back rowers doing different roles. Like, so he knows, he understands footy is a lot different back when he played. But, yeah, he does give me advice in terms of, like, uh, you know, mindset and how he took on stress and, um, you know, pressure before games. And sometimes when he did feel pressure before a game, he'd sort of just, you know, make sure... It, the first person he tackled, they felt it and stuff like that. So definitely advice that I need and, yeah, someone that I always go to to talk about other things other than the footy as well. Yeah, you're still living at home. What's that food bill like? <laughs> oh, don't ask mum. Jesus. So there's you, Logan. Nah, see, yeah, it's... it's there's you, hey. Logan, Raff, Montana and Kennedy. How Out of all the five, how many are living at home at the moment? Uh, so we've got a granny flat out the back. That's yep. where Logan lives with his girlfriend. Yep. Uh, and then me, my two sisters, Montana and Rafferty, live there as well with my mum and dad as well and two dogs. So See, my other the... sister, Kendi, moved to Wollongong. So she's getting out of the, the chaos. This, hey. is, this is the problem, Sats. What? Mum and dad are making it too easy. That's they won't, the thing. They won't bugger off. Like his mum, does, his mum, Megan, just would <laughs> never let the kids leave unless they had to. Now, can I tell you that the house that they live in, yeah. MG has been living in that house for how many years now would it be, Matt? Oh, Oh, so like since I've been born, so this is the only house I've ever known. So that's yeah, that's wow. 22 years there. I think a couple of years before that as well. So yeah, it's definitely a family home. Now, what about Uncle Brandy? Now, <laughs> do you see much of him, or is he too upper class now that he's over on the North Shore? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I see him a lot all the time. He's always floating around the club and doing his thing in Penrith. Um, I think it's his second home as well. So no, nah, we always spend Christmas and all the festivities together throughout the year. So, yeah, I see Greg a lot. Yeah, I love how close your family is. It's outstanding. Um, Now, another player. Now, as you know, Jace and Mav would know, my young bloke, Jack, works yep. in the footy department. I always yep. talk, and he, he never talks out of school, but there's one guy he always, there's two people he always talks about. One's Mav, and the other one is Liam Henry. <laughs> he says, the horse. Uh, okay, he said, Dad, uh, you got to uh, He said, I think there's a big chance that, you know, he's going to be in line to take Spencer Lenu's position out of many players. But he said, I'm concerned that he may put someone in hospital next season. Is he as mad <laughs> as what people make him out to be? Oh, he's honestly the, probably one of the best blokes I've ever met in my life. But when it comes to footy, there's probably not like in terms of I've played with him my whole 
you know, SG ball and cup last year, flagged the year before. And there's no one else I'd rather beside me when I'm taking on the field, man. He's he's very reliable and he's a tough bugger, but yeah, he's also as bad as a cut snake. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. Hey, uh, tell us about uh, training in Penrith. That's whinges about it. You've got the Nepean doctor, which no doubt comes it's in. It's the breeze that never comes it down. Never comes. Yeah. <laughs> no, what 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 sort of temperatures you've been copying in Penrith with your preseason training? Yeah, so today was our day off, which was good because I think it's about 38 now. <laughs> And not a bit of wind, so <laughs> muggy is all buggery. Um, and then, yeah, tomorrow I think 42, so that'll be interesting to see what we do on the field. Now, well, what sort of training are of, you doing? A lot of sweaty boys. You, you and Sats were trying to explain to me before we started the interview about these, what, is you got to keep running? Four-minute fours. Four-minute fours. Like, yeah. that, that sounds like hell. Just explain that to our listeners. Yeah, so um, we usually do the four four-minute runs on the first Saturday of our of our training week in pre-season. Uh, and it consists of, you know, at the start of the session, you start on the trial line of a footy field, you run all the way 100 metres and back for four minutes straight. Like, oh. So trial line, trial line for four minutes. And you just try and clock up as much metres as you can. And so then just, after, as soon as yeah. the first one's done, you do have you have four minutes off, which is usually past the footy round, so a bit of bit of skill under the fatigue. Oh. And then four minutes again. So you continue the, with that four times. So it's about a 32-minute con block, and it's hell, to be honest. You know, I'm so glad I sit on the couch with a beer yeah. and watch footy, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to be doing any of that. Hey, hey, Mav, um, who's the first to spew doing these? First to spew? Mm. Yeah, I think I think Liam Henry, to be honest, because he pushes himself that hard. He's, he's usually at the top of the fitness alongside Mitch Kenny, and <laughs> he runs himself to death. He's mad, this kid, the yeah. horse. Wait till you see him. You'll love him. Now, um, <laughs> so I want to try and work out, do you, are you look more like your mum? Your beautiful mum or your mad dad. So are you a softie like your old man? Because he, he comes across as a big, tough man, MG, which he is. Mm. But he's oh, also a big softie. He's softie. Cry, cry at the drop of a hat. So you, are you like that, Mav? <laughs> um, you know what? I think I've cried over a couple of animated movies in my life. A couple of what? Animated? Of <laughs> <laughs> which ones? You know, you know up, up or Big Hero oh. 6, something like that. <laughs> But in terms of yeah, toughness, oh. I think I've got my mum's side with that a bit. Like pretty resilient and yeah, don't don't cry like that and don't yeah, not as uh, dramatic as me father. Yeah, I think your mum's tougher than all of them. Now, are you a prankster like your dad? Yeah, yeah I do. I don't mind it too much. Mm-hmm. I'm not probably not as big as him. I've heard stories of him and his day at training, taking your sunnies and that, which is still yeah. in me bloody top drawer. <laughs> I've heard all about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, not not the biggest prankster, more just Sort of a bit of a larrikin, but just, yeah, love a good time. Yeah, good stuff. Mate, I've I've enjoyed talking to you. Um, congratulations on the upgrade on the contract. Oh, just one more question about home. How much is board? None. What? <laughs> what? See, I've got... No, no, I get, the groceries, I get the groceries twice a week, which is, you know, about $500 all up, so... Jesus. That's oh, that's... Mate, that's good. That's good. Yeah, 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 so... Because I've, yeah, got, I've but, got I've got I've got 16-year-old twins, mate, and I'm getting to that stage. Mate, trust me, he's not paying a cent. Oh, I don't know what to charge my kids. <laughs> His mum wouldn't charge him a cent. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, nah, just mow the, get them to get them to mow the lawn and take the bins out. That, that's a start. <laughs> yeah, they already do that for free. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, <laughs> l- listen, mate. Good luck. Congratulations. Enjoy that summer pre-season mm. uh, in the Riff, and uh, all the best for 2024, mate. And thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day. Uh, thanks, East Boys. It's been a mad time. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench Summer Edition. Oh, that was a special moment in at Wembley Stadium. His first major overseas fight, Sats, was yeah, it? Yeah, after, well, after he won the title against Brutus, yeah, absolutely. Jai Opatia, one of our favourite boxers, joining us again on Sports Days. He gets ready for a massive fight Sunday morning, our time, which is Christmas Eve in Saudi Arabia. Jai, thanks for your time, mate. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. So... Last time we spoke to you, Joy, obviously you'd uh, you're setting yourself up for the big fight against Jordan Thompson, it and then pu- it pummeled him. And then after the knockout, uh, you made a huge statement, not only against Maris Brutus when you won the belt, and then Jordan Thompson in Wembley, but you get to fight Christmas Eve, Australian time, which is unbelievable for if you're if you're a sports fan in Saudi Arabia, in potentially one of the biggest fight cards we've seen in a while. How, how excited are you? pumped man you know i'm pumped to be here uh this is the biggest boxing card in history you know what i mean and i'm a part of it you know i've earned my spot here you know and to be here especially you know representing australia more you know not many kids like me make it to these big stages like this you know it, it, it's it's sort of common for these you know these yanks and these pommies to be here but for people like us man you know we've gone against the grain so i'm, I'm pumped and i'm ready to make a statement yeah, for the listeners out there, is Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Kiwi Joseph Parker fighting as well. It's a, it's a great card if you're, you're a fight fan. Steve from Dubbo, he's one of our listeners. He'll, uh, he'll be frothing over this now. Saudi Arabia, just give us a bit of a synopsis. What, what's it like? Apparently, I've never been there. They, they tell me it's just the next level of wealth. Man, it, they have really set a bar here, right? Like they've uh, raised the bar and set an awesome standard there. I think oh, I haven't even left this hotel. You know, there's. Uh, I've been here just training. They they've put a boxing gym downstairs. They put um, apparently it's the it's the biggest crown plaza in the world. Um, the conditioning gym here. They've got um the the buffet breakfast lunch and dinner is perfect for what we need. It's got all the meats and salads. Like, it is just proper five star. You know what I mean? And and I'm pumped. It's it's all just. You know, it, it's how world champions should be treated. So, mm. you know, I, I'm I'm honoured and I'm, I just cannot wait to put on a show in, next week. Joe, it's funny you should say that because my, my next question to you was, is is this how fighters should be treated? And are we going to see more and more fighters fighting their big fights, good money as well, uh, in Saudi Arabia and, and snubbing Vegas, for example? Man, I, I don't see how they couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, these opportunities and, and just the money they're, they're throwing around, you know? Like, they're, they're bringing promoters that have never worked together, bringing them together, you know? So, and it's good for the sport, mm. you know? This is this is the biggest card in history, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's not just um, cross-platform or, you know, like YouTubers or, you know, UFC versus boxing. This is purely just boxing and respectable fighters, so... You know, I'm honoured to be on this card. And, and you know, me, me and Bivol, you know, Bivol's one of the best fighters of our generation yeah. right now. And and me and him are the only two that aren't heavyweights on this card. So, you know, for, for us to be on here, man, you know, we, we've earned our spot, you know. So I, I, I am dead set pumped. 
So I'm, I'm happy to be here, but I've earned this spot. So yeah, Dimitri you know, Bivol. I'm, I'm dead set jumping out of my skid to just jump out, jump in this ring. Yeah, Dimitri Bivol, of course, he beat Canelo. Um, yeah, right. in one of Canelo's yeah. sort of last most previous fights. He's an absolute, he's an absolute beast. Now, you fought so hard to get, finally get a a world title shot, and you you beat Maris Breedis, who on the Gold Coast you've, you had that shattered jaw. We've all heard about that story, which is going to be part of your legacy as well. But you've decided to vacate that belt you won to uh, that you won against Breedis. Were you disappointed that, that they, they didn't let you defend your belt against your this coming opponent, this uh, Ellis Zorro? Um, yeah, it is disappointing. You know, it's um, you know, I bust my ass for that that belt. You know, I I broke my jaw in two spots in the fight, but the road to recovery was probably the hardest thing. You know, four months of of not being able to chew. You know, it was four months. If I couldn't fit through a fixed straw, I couldn't eat it. You know what I mean? It was. It was torture, and and I had to drag myself out of some mental holes for that. But you know, it, it, I, I earned that belt, and now I feel like Breedis gets a fight for it. He took the easy route, mm. you know. He hasn't even earned it, but um, it is what it is, you know. It, I feel like this fight and fighting on this platform, this is a uh, this is like a world title fight on its own, you know what I mean? So I, I'm just looking at all the positives. So you know, IBF can do what they want. You know, this I'm 28 years old. I'm I'm just getting kicked off in my my career. So, you know, I, I know the belts will come back. I know there'll be more belts, and and when they do come, I'll win those ones. Well, that's what I was going to ask you actually. Um, it's because Joy, I love that you're going to get what I would think be your biggest payday, and you deserve every cent of it and and more. And I hope there's going to be more of that to come. And what you're going to get with this fight is a good payday, and eventually they'll have to come back through you anyway, won't they? Um, yeah, well, we got to just work our way up the rankings and do what we do, how we got the belt in the first place. You know what I mean? We got it off, um, you know, when we first fought Breedis, I was the first in mandatory. So, you know, we just do that exact same thing again. And, um, you know, being over here in Riyadh, you know, in Saudi Arabia, these guys can make shit happen. So, you know, all, all I got to do is, uh, is, is, is train my ass off and be ready to win these fights. Yeah, Whoever nice. they put in front of me, that's who I have to beat. And then the rest will fall into place. Now, how close? The last time we spoke to you, you said, I'd love to fight for a world title in my hometown of where you live now, which is Central Coast. Uh, so if you get through Ellis Zorro, which I think you will, and you'll make another huge statement on the on the boxing platform, do you think that might happen? Do you think the fight against maybe a Breedis next, who you fought to win the title, do you think that could p- potentially be in the Central Coast, or do you think it'll be back in the Middle East somewhere? Um, well, I've got a two-fight deal with the Saudi Arabians here in Riyadh, so uh, part of the Riyadh season. So I'll, my this fight and another fight will be here. Um, but, you know, I'm not letting go of that dream. You know, I, I speak about it a lot, and I always push for it, for that Gosford Stadium fight, and I'm... And I'm really going to push for uh, a world title fight there in Gosset Stadium because, you know, I've wanted that fight for such a long time since I was a kid, pretty much. You know, I've, I've dreamt of bringing a world title fight back to my hometown. And, you know, and, and I feel like being here fighting on these big stages makes those fights more possible. You know what I mean? Be, building my profile. Um, you know, I'm heading in the right path. You know, all, all, all the... Well, 
all I gotta do is keep winning these fights. You know what I mean? They cannot deny me. If I just train hard and win fights, the rest will fall into place. Yeah, some of these big heavyweights you just mentioned, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker, but Wilder and Joshua, have you come across them yet since you've been over there? Um, yeah, I've caught up with them to like, see them around and stuff, but I'm not here to make friends. You know, I'm not here to hang out. You know, I'm here for my own journey and my own job. You know, so... If anything, I could, I'd love to move around with them and spar them and do something useful. You know, I'm not here to shake hands and, and make friends. We're, we're here on a mission. We're here to get a job done. You know, I'm here to stick our flags in the ground and, and tell them, but we mean business, you know. So, yeah, I can save all that friendship shit for later. Yep. I love it. I, yeah. lo- I am so friggin' pumped right now. This is this is exactly how he, you sounded, Jai, going into that Wembley fight. And mm. I've got chills down the back of my neck. Now, on a light side... When you won the fight in Wembley, when you smashed Thompson to smithereens, you took your mum on a holiday. Now, I think you went to Amsterdam. Was that correct? Yeah, we went to uh, we went to Paris and then we went to Amsterdam. Good on you. I couldn't imagine my mum in Amsterdam. Look out. When, <laughs> when you beat Zorro, where are you taking mum for a holiday? <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll, we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, I'm just... I'm on a mission right now, you know. I'm not yeah. thinking of fun. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I've got another fight. I, I want a quick rollover after this fight. So, you know, I'm hoping these these next couple of years of my life are crucial. You know, I, I'm just minimal mistakes, hard work every day. You know, so I'm hoping one day we can all just kick back and I uh, get to look after my family and go fishing for the rest of my life. So, yeah, he loves you know, his I just got to do my career right, he train hard. And the wrestle fall into place, mate. So, he absolutely loves you. his fishing, Jace. I got yeah. told from a mate of mine, he loves his fishing. Now, um, <laughs> I cannot wait, Joe, I've got to say. And this is the third time we've had you on, even before you're, you're getting prepared for Maris Breeders. So we feel as though we've been part of that journey and, and we're going to continue flying your flag because you deserve everything you get. We love you, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that, boys. I look Thank forward you. to you getting the uh, job done against Ella Zorro Sunday morning. Our time. Uh, get the job done. Enjoy your Christmas, and we'll catch up with you again in the new year on Sports Day. Thank you, Jai Apatia. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Another quick play the ball for McCulloch to take off. Supported Hunt. Hunt is sprinting for the try line. He gets there. Ben Hunt scores the try. Two of their most exciting talents combined. Yeah, lucky Ben Hunt was there uh, to get the job done. Well, I I don't know if this bloke would have had the legs. He would have had the legs. Would have he? Okay, well, let's ask. Uh, Joining us now on Sports Day, Sats' last show for the day. The man we saw on the golf course this morning, my my golfing partner, my fellow champion. (laughs) Together, we got an eagle today on a par four, Andrew McCulloch. Welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, good introduction there, mate. That's probably the best one I've had. Thank you, my fellow partner, and um, my condolences to Sattler, who's there with you today, mate. I know it'd be a tough afternoon sitting there listening to you, Jason. So it's uh, he's doing well to be there. Mate. I just love so how Jace on. says Thanks, on the golf course, listeners. Jace said, well, "Andrew McCulloch, we, we talk about it soon about how he's driving so far, but he drove the green and then got on the a par four. On a par four, then got an eagle." And Jay said, we got an eagle. Well, because we're a team. We. Macca, are we not a team? <laughs> yeah. 
We're a unit, mate. We're a unit. Absolutely. Um, There's only one unit. Together there today, mate. Mm. And we thrashed them. <laughs> Absolutely. And now, listen, he reckons I've got nothing to do with the victories. I'm going to leave the listeners with this. I've now played uh, in two-man Ambrose against Sattler twice now in the last couple of months, and I've won both. I'm the common denominator here. Mm. And, mate, you can't beat me. That's what it is. Anyway, let's continue on. Macca, what are you doing for Christmas? Mate, I am going up to the in-laws up the road from home. We're lucky enough to live about 100 metres away, mate. So oh. we'll be walking up there for the day. And is it really lucky? Pool and, and doing all the family things. Is hey? it, to be honest, is it really lucky having the mother-in-law 100 metres up the road? Blessing. Best thing ever. Wow. Um, permanent babysitter. Um, oh, yeah, good point. Happy to always see the little boys. So, yeah, no, we're very lucky, actually, because we didn't have that down in Sydney over the last couple of years, so it's a good change. Nice. Now, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, of course, lost two pretty key players, uh, Macca, which is Farnworth and Flegler. Now, they haven't replaced the likes of Flegler because they have signed Fletcher Baker. I know that, but he's a pretty special talent, uh, Tom Flegler. But how much will this hurt them, do you think? Or do you think they've prepared really well for this you know, this uh, change in the in the playing roster? Yeah, well, that's the challenge now. I think, um, you know, the modern um, NRL team that's successful um, obviously loses a lot of players, comes back to salary cap pressures, all that sort of thing as well. And you can obviously understand guys leaving for whatever particular reason. So when you've got a high-caliber team and you can't fit everyone in, that just happens. But the good, strong teams can back up, as you can see over years. Melbourne, Penrith, you know, Roosters until sort of probably last year as well have kind of filled, filled that void um, when they've lost key players. So that's a challenge for them now. And that goes back to their strength of the juniors and obviously their development programs, the blokes coming through that can rely on those guys to get the job done. And those other guys that have been there can step up a gear too. Now, there's been talk over the preseason, Macca, there's a chance that with Flegler going, that Paddy Carrigan may move from jersey number 13 up into the front row. Now, he, he plays that role sort of anyway, but do you, do you see that? Do you think it'd be a wise move to to put uh, a different number on his back? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It just depends, obviously, on how preseason form goes as well. But you know, obviously, Paddy's done there. You, you know, obviously, I think um, KB Harrington's done a tremendous job over the last probably eighteen months to guilt build that spot. Certainly on the bench, so he's another guy that can sort of go into that sort of that next step up and play that rock lock role. But they've got some key blokes. Yeah, Marty Power's still there as well. They've got. Jensen as well, he's another guy that can sort of fill on those roles within the middle and you know, Paddy without with after twenty minutes could, you know, ideally go up in the front row, he's got a big tank, so that I don't think changing from lock to front row or whoever it might be, or even putting Kobe Heatherington in the middle as well in front row would make too much of a difference. So they've got versatility there, which is good to see and, you know, some guys might jump out of the the box too in preseason that we don't know a real, real lot about. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. Uh, chatting to Andrew McCulloch uh, for World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Let's talk about one of those other teams you played for. And you and I were having a bit of a debate about this this morning. In fact, you want to have a bet with me. Uh, the Dragons missed out on Adam Fanua Blake, uh, missed out on on Tom Dearden. Um, they haven't recruited that well in the off-season, Mako. Your thoughts on their chances in 2024? Yeah, they'll need to improve, obviously. I think, um, you know, Flannel go there with a uh, new perspective and wanting to change up. Well, of course, he's um, been pretty honest with a few guys within the team that are probably a bit comfortable within their position so far. So that's always good to hear and making sure they're on their toes and pushing some young guys through. It'll take a little bit of time, but there is some key guys coming through that, 
system that they'll need to rely on to come through and, and sort of help out the guys that are regularly there. And, you know, I think Black Laurie had his best season yet so far. We need more out of Zach Lehman, certainly to start the year rather than the, probably the last five games of last year. So, and Jack DeBella needs to be there more consistent. And I don't think we've seen the best Jack Bird at the, at the Dragons. I thought he's been, I guess, a little bit inconsistent due to injury. And I think Jaden Sewer's um, another one in that boat. Just too many injuries and inconsistent. They need all hands on deck of there, you know, to pour, be a bit of a surprise packet for for next year. Well, I, I'm I'm tipping the bottom end of the ladder, unfortunately, but I just think they lack depth, Macca. Where they, if they do have these injuries, it doesn't look like they've got any many in the thirty that can cover these senior players. Yeah, it might seem a little bit like that. That's like I said, going to take some time, but also the approach of Flano not. Um, Panic buying or just buying to please people is another thing where they just want a, a scalpel to get someone in there. You get get it wrong, it sort of sets you back a few years if you get salary cut wrong. So being able to buy players at the right price, but also not blow yourself out of the water where it's going to be crucial if you get it wrong and be set back even a few years' time. And obviously with Ben coming towards that back end of the next couple of years, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill that void or who's the next guy coming through and like another one, Junior Moan's question marks over him. So big, big challenges there, but you just got to look within and not listen to the outside and try to improve. Do you think players want to go to the Dragons? I think you got to, you got to, that's the thing. You've got to get the right ones that want to be able to go there and turn it around. That's been the problem with players um, maybe wanting to go there for money reasons, whatever reasons it might be, but got to build up that core group of players, strongly build it up and try and get the right people in. You look at Benji trying to turn it around the Tigers, you know, they've even had worse years than the Dragons as well. So you've got to be patient. They've got maybe Lulawai at the moment. They've got, got some good young kids in the half. So you know, that's around the corner. You've just got to stick it out and um, continue on the right path you think's right. Now, I love looking at the young players that come off the production lines at, at certain clubs, Macker, and there's a young man that... Um that I've watched for probably since he was 15 years of age, Blake Moser, the, the hooker. So he's behind Billy Walters in the pecking order. He's an impressive young man. Have you had much to do with him at all, with the hooker, hooker play? No, mate, I haven't. I've just got a, within my sort of, uh, I guess, deal there with the Dragons, sort of stay away from, you know, the first grade boys. Um, I sort of tend to stick with the lower sort of guys there within the Broncos. So my, you know, hands on deck, not really there, by all reports, um, yeah, good kid, training hard, but you know you got Tyson Smooth here. I think Corey Pakes has probably got a bit of point to prove too. So he's another one that's nipping the heels, and, and you know Billy had a, a solid year as well. So it's a it's an interesting one, and you know you got four hookers there. So I don't know too many teams in the comp that have got four hookers. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pay, plays out over the next probably you know a year and a bit, and see what happens there. Now preseason training, I. I... I'm pretty sure you would have been someone who loved pre-season training. I always loved it, getting back amongst the, the players. Now, you had the well, training down at Wollongong would have been pretty enjoyable, I would think, at times. And training in Newcastle would have been enjoyable along the coastline. But the pre-season training at the Brisbane Broncos, and of course, we're talking about World Gym, and when it comes to trying to get fit, the Brisbane Broncos, one of their favourite runs was the Gap Run. No. Do they still... What do you mean by favourite? Well, it was always a Wayne favourite, wasn't it? I mean, that speak of that the other day. I just ran that two days ago Sats actually so that was uh, yeah it was about 7k run up around the gap plenty of hills and I hadn't done it for a while but one of the trainers asked if I'd come out for have a bit of a run and try and do a little bit something different so yeah it was about 40, 40 minutes but a 7k run and very very steep but yeah the boys did it later on that afternoon so it's something I haven't missed but I'm glad it's uh, 
yeah, challenge, but you're not going to want to do it too often. Were you were you around at the Broncos when Wayne still used to run it or not? I've sort of got that back end of that period towards 2007, eight before he before he left um, to go to I think St George and yeah. after that. So yeah, he still still did, he still did run it. A lot of coaches were you know, participated in it, or they ran it earlier that day, and then they sort of stood around um, certain parts of the, the big sort of hills that you think people may walk and. They'll be sort of waiting there or helping you try to get along. So, yeah, no, they um, always participated. They, they either did it in the morning or did it with the group as well. So it's, um, yeah, a big group challenge sometimes, but certainly very tough. Now, Macko, as I said, we're here for World Gym. Um, mate, you were crushing it today off off, off the tee box and, and you're looking pretty fit. Is, yeah, and, and you do a lot of stuff with World Gym. How often are you in the gym and what, what sort of stuff are you doing to keep yourself fit? Yeah, love the gym, love the change up with World Gym. Obviously, you get sort of a bit mundane doing your own thing all the time, so it's good to change up, you know, the environment. Certainly, World Gym's got a great facility environment and the equipment there ranges from everything, so you don't have to get stuck on the same dumbbells all the time. You've got a variety of different exercises, so it's always good there. Great atmosphere and only up the road in Stafford, so get down to your local World Gym. It's certainly um, very accommodating for all ages. He was smashing them. He was. Very Absolutely smashing them until I, until we both smashed our drivers. Smashed Listen, no, listen, not both. You smashed his on purpose. No, that's you not whacked true. his no, driver with your driver. Pure accident. Mm. Gives my excuse now. I tell my partner I can go out and buy a new driver exactly. now. So it's um, exactly. I'll go get a Mizuno driver. They're a good sponsor of the SEN team. So I hope Mizuno I listen to this. I'll go down and get a good driver from them. I've been telling him ages because we get sometimes we get like a special deal from Mizuno, and I go Mizuno. I go here it is, Macca. Go and get it. And he's like, oh, hey, um. Well, mate, I'm just comfortable with what I know. So I'll be yeah, opportunity now to get down and buy one. Rightio, we're asking everyone tonight if you had three Christmas wishes for next year in sport, what would they be? Uh, I'll go Queensland and win the Origin again. Um, I've got Alex Volkanovski to remain the UFC champion next year, mm. and, and the Australian an Australian golf player to win the Masters. Oh wow, I love it! I love that. Yeah, nice, mm. very nice, very serious, but very. What's going on in the background, mate? Can you control your kid? No, he's he's got he's got <laughs> Toy Story on the background, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you got to keep he's happy with um, Buzz and Light and Buzz and Woody, mate. You got to keep him happy, which is uh, that at the moment. Toy Story. So, so, so you're babysitting, <laughs> in other words, aren't you? No, nah, no, nah, definitely not. He babysits <laughs> me a little more time. So. <laughs> All right, Macca, mate. Good to see you today. Uh, have a great Christmas and a new year, and and I've, uh, no doubt we'll hear from you uh, throughout 2024 on SEM, mate. Thanks for your time. Have a happy Christmas. Thanks, boys. You too. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is in today. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Chris Nelson, the man in the know, uh, joining us now. Chances are you're about to lose. Nelson, I'm home on Saturday getting the house cleaned. Ready for the return of the family <laughs> from Bali, so I will. I'll have the races on in the background, mate. So we'll get some tips off you uh, very shortly. But first, yep. where are we racing this weekend? Well, we've got a pretty quiet schedule this weekend, as you would expect, with Christmas being uh, on Monday. 
Uh, we race at Eagle Farm on Saturday. We've got the Group 3 BJ McLaughlin for the two-year-olds heading towards the Magic Millions, which is only three weeks away. Uh, the listed Burnborough Plate and the listed Falvalon. Now, the listed Falvalon winner gets a wild card ticket into one of those races on Magic Millions Day. So a very important race is the uh, the Falvalon. We also race at the uh, Poly Track or on the Poly Track at the Gold Coast. It's a small meeting there. There's only six races. Uh, we're down to run at uh, Cairns, Cannon Park, and oh, at this stage we are. The meeting is going ahead. Yeah, really? it's um, yeah. They are suggesting this meeting will be going ahead. They did have an inspection of the track yesterday afternoon and uh, quite okay and happy with the drainage, etc. So What's it sitting at at the moment, mate? Is it a heavy what? Is it? Do you know? Well, it ha- Question without tens notice. as high as we can go. Yeah, right. No, tens as high as we can go, and it's currently sitting at a ten. But you wouldn't think it would improve much from a ten. But um, it's pretty odd. Yeah, up I'm there. just surprised we're even racing. Would yeah, there be some? Would there be some trainers, Chris, that would be apprehensive about racing their horses on, on a track after you know so much damage water-wise? Could be, and there could also be trainers that probably mightn't be able to get there. I mean, there might still be some yeah, roadblocks, etc., yeah, in the yeah, area. Good point. So I'm just just having a look to see how many. Um, how many? Seventy-three runners, seven races. So not not big fields. And I stand corrected, guys. You won't believe this, but the track is rated a soft seven. Get at out. This stage. Nah, not at all. So that's that's just amazing. Yeah. It's got mm. some pretty good healing powers, that track. Uh, yeah, Woogie's heard that comment quite a bit. In what? A, in a, in a soft seven. In his home, a soft seven. Yeah, and a heavy ten. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so you had, a, you had a good weekend last weekend, Nelson, I've got to say. So what's uh, what are the tips for this week? Well, Eagle Farm this week, we're going to concentrate on the last three races. Yep. Uh, race eight, number six, Zarastro is an absolute speedster from the Tony Gollan stable. Just goes straight to the front and straight to the post. Uh, pretty confident he'll be winning again. Race eight, number six. Tony Gollan again. Race nine, number 10, Bazik. She's a really good mare who has won two of two this prep. Uh, she's really starting to hit her straps now, obviously. Tougher race on Saturday, but I think she can still win. And if the rain does come, as people are saying it will, that will enhance her chances because she loves a bit of wet ground as well. And race 10, one of our old favourites, number one, Go Wanji. Yeah, no, I think he can win. Yeah, I think he can win. He, he's had two runs back from a couple of major operations. He's just as good as he was. Uh, he's put in two terrific efforts, and I think he can win on Saturday. So race 10, number one. Just a couple of interesting races, guys. Race six, the BJ McLaughlin. Number one, Storm Boy for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. is the current Magic Millions favourite. So keep that in mind. We'll see the favourite going around in race six. And at Ramwick on Saturday, race one, number three, Straight Charge, is another one from the Waterhouse Bot Stable resuming, and it's highly fancied in the Magic Millions as well. Well, So two two two-year-olds to keep your eyes on over the weekend. Hey, did we have any country meetings? We haven't covered off Nat yet. Were there any of those this weekend? The none. No, none this week. None this week at all, other than Cairns. Um, And Sunday we race at Ipswich and not the Sunshine Coast because they've got a meeting on Boxing Day. Right. Plenty going on, Chris Nelson. Enjoy your, your family yes. uh, time over Chrissy, mate. I hope you eat plenty. What do you have when I you... I will definitely... So if you've got right. a house on the cliffside at Coolum Beach, mm-hmm. um, yep. W- yep. What, what do the rich have on Christmas Day? Same as us or what? Well, for a start, for a start I don't have a house on the, uh, the cliffside of Coolum Beach. Come on, Secondly, as you know, Jace, I don't have a lot of... Fa- I don't have any family up here, so it's very quiet for us. Oh, it's just the way so, you like um, it. <laughs> Make sure when you're having your big lunches, guys, you think of me just okay. sitting here probably doing some work. Yeah, looking at the boats sailing past on the headland there. <laughs> Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Merry Christmas, Nelson, to you and yours.
Same to you guys. All the best. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, mate.